what up, what up, everybody? This is, I ain't even gonna lie this time. This is just really generally the issue we talk. Uh, same name, no gimmicks, like Obi Trice. Um, welcome, Ooh. everybody. The last time you heard that name. Chuck. You said what? I said, when the last time you heard that name? Uh, uh, when he came out in what, 2005, four? That's what I'm saying. Oh, uh, Strike's real name, no gimmick. Right. Uh, but again, this is the issue we talk about. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, let, me, <laughs> uh, let me pull up the presentation. Even off the flip, we went to a whole list. Right. And that's all good. <laughs> on God, that's what y'all know us for. So, right. um, we know that's just what it is. Let me pull up the pleasantries. You know how I got to do because for some strange reason, I can't remember this. I, um, I promise I ain't uh, got no crazy ass uh, illness or nothing or I'm going down. It's just I be having to remember so much stuff in real life. This right here always baffles me. I'm always one or two out. But no more about me. This is the issue that we talk. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're on Twitch, guess what? We're on Twitch now. Yeah. So, um, I'll let y'all, man. Um, maybe I'll get a Twitch account and I'll really see what y'all talking about. Um, but I'm like old-fashioned, man. I ain't got a lot of uh, um, social media uh, outlets, and I need to do it more for this show. Um, I agree. But <laughs> if you're on Twitch, holler at us. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review so we can continue to give you the instant we talk. Um, if I haven't introduced myself, I will now. I am the host with the most, the one to do everything, the black-smoking, joint-toting, bad motherfucker that you see in front of you, Lily. Also known as Crimson and Kern's dad. I am with the immortal blades of the fucking internet. I am going to give you all the big ups and salutes that I need to because you push all the bells and whistles. If it wasn't for you, this show would not be here. Why do I say it all the time, my nigga? I say it because it is absolutely true. Give it up for Lindsay. Well, thanks. That's a lot of words to live up to. Okay. <laughs> Do your thing, man. I just, nothing but applause over here. I appreciate it. So, how's your week been? <sighs> I survived the audit at my job. Um, so, if anybody has ever uh, had a job um, in any type of uh, field, where you have to uh, go through an audit. It is a lot. Um, I had to pull up things. I had to do it. I, it, it was a lot. I'm not going to explain everything, but it was a lot. I, we got through that. Um, we uh, we got out unscathed. So thank God we got out unscathed. Yeah. That's a, at least another year of uh, <laughs> a good work we can do. Um, other than that, uh, my contractor had a grandbaby, so he put a halt on a, a lot of construction um, going on at the house. So uh, shout out to my contractor, uh, Tyrone Green, for having his first grandbaby. Um, Congrats. Other than that, uh, I just 
just been swapping spit and smoking joints. What the fuck's the deal? <laughs> What's going on with your health and your wealth, man? Oh, I'm here. I'm still here. I'm here. <laughs> Shout out to Tisha Campbell. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, ain't nothing too much going on. Uh, just here. Just here. Yeah. So, ready to get into these topics? Let's get into these topics, man. Shoot. Oh, right. um, sorry for us. Um, coming to you on a uh, Sunday afternoon, but it's Memorial Day weekend, plus it's Memorial Day weekend, a lot of things uh, went on, so, you know, I do apologize, all oh, y'all, uh, before we even go there, um, shout out to uh, Jasmine Jones, the mother of my children, and uh, the amazing person that she is, she has set up a, a photo shoot for the baby um, yesterday, that's why uh, we couldn't give you this show. It was an amazing photo shoot. It was so dope. Um, we did it at the West Bottoms, and it was a dude that has uh, he has a storefront at the West Bottoms. And he's always taking pictures. And so he was like, hey, do y'all want to do it in my store? And we was like, hell yeah, fuck it, let's do it. And, like, he had all this, like, dope-ass retro shit in there from, like, old-school couches um, to patio furniture to, like, old school uh, uh, pictures and posters, um, clothes. He had like John Deere toys, like all this retro shit. The shit was amazing. We had a dope ass mm. photo shoot. Yeah. Um, for free, uh, basically, because that man just was like, fuck it, y'all can do it here. Right, right. Oh, that's awesome. I can't wait to see the pictures. Yeah, that shit was dope. Um, we didn't take a picture under it, but this, he's so retro, he got an old school McDonald's sign. Like, not the, not just a cool little McDonald's sign, but the shit that used to stick up on the beam. He got that motherfucker. Hmm. I don't yeah. think, I don't think I remember that one. Like, the old school, just the, the, the M with the McDonald's under it and all white, but in the uh, back, it was uh, black lining. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. He got he got that motherfucker in there. Like the real deal motherfucker in there. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I told him I'm gonna buy that motherfucker. It's like four hundred dollars. I'm gonna I am going to buy that motherfucker. As soon as I'm done with all this shit, if he ain't if he ain't sold a jet, I'm buying that motherfucker. I'm putting it right in my basement. Yeah. So your basement gonna be a man cave. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool, then. Yeah. So, um, let's get into the topics. Uh, first one is uh, the Color Purple trailer. So, the Color Purple was a book that got turned into a film in the 80s and then became a play, a musical, and now they're making a film adaptation of the musical. When the musical was on Broadway, it was starring Fantasia. And so she is reprising her role as Seeley in the movie that comes out on Christmas this year. So the trailer came out. Um, it has sparked or has um, touched the nerves 
of a demographic. So yeah, um, the demographic that got that um, got a little irritated by the trailer. I think they're just irritated by the movie as a whole. Um, is the straight black male? They feel like it's trauma porn. And it's yet another movie that's coming down on the black man. So, um, first off, what do you feel about the trailer? Um, I ain't even gonna lie to you. I thought the trailer was amazing. Um, first thing they do is say it's a new uh, adaptation of The Color Purple. So I did not have like any of those uh, hopes and wishes that it was going to be the movie that I seen when I was fucking five, six years old. Mm-hmm. Um, second thing is, uh, visually, this shit looks amazing. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be, rem- uh, I will be remiss, excuse me, if I don't say like, oh yeah, you know, Everybody that's seen the old movie or uh, wants the old thing back. But at the same time I say that, um, the same people that watch the the play about it will actually, you know what I'm saying, benefit more than uh, seeing it live action because that's loosely what it's based off of. So I didn't have a, like I said, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was visually um, amazing. And um, the fact that uh, I know Fantasia was in the play and she's going to be in there, I'm just like, oh, okay, so um, for the play, it just becomes full circle. So I'm going to just let it ride on that because it originally came from a book. So it just adapted to the years. So I'm going to see what happens um, as it adapts through the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, um, I knew a couple of people that went and saw it on Broadway and they thought it was amazing. You know, um, I, uh, I mean, I, of course I watched the color purple, but it ain't never been my top 10 movie, but I do. Yeah. I mean, I do appreciate it for what it is, you know? I'll never speak ill will about it because it's it's a good movie, but it just ain't never been nothing where I just was like, oh, you want to watch The Color Purple? You know, it ain't never, I've never been like that. Um, but, uh, I'm, Shame. you got like, I'm you got different. like, you got like, uh, black license for that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you that. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a cool movie. It just ain't, it ain't nothing that I just like, like if it come on, I'm not gonna sit there and watch it. Like it ain't it ain't never been that it ain't never been that movie for me. Um I'm watching it every time. And people do do that, you know. People love this movie. I remember there used to be a debate, um, because people was used to say, um, it's not a black movie if it's not a black um director. And I used to be like, Okay, well, do you feel the color purple is a black movie? And people are educated, of course. Absolutely. Okay, well, that was directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> like, 
you know. It, it was a great fucking movie, like it, you know. Like, and it was a and it was a problem back then. It was a problem back then when the, when the uh, it was a movie. Super problem. Yeah, when the movie was being made, it was that it was a huge problem, and um, you know, then it sparked enough. It sparked a debate back then, like should a um non-black person be telling black stories, you know? And um then you have the argument with that the color purple is really good and the story was depicted in a, a semi-realistic way as you can with a story like that. You know, so um should this even be a debate because he because Steven Spielberg, a Jewish man, did it? You know, it shouldn't, so. it shouldn't be. My thing in a nutshell is um the color purple came from a book. So I don't I don't care who writes a book if you can depict that book mm-hmm. into a movie and it becomes um a classic like the color purple is, I don't give a fuck who directed it. Yeah. You know, it gave it for for uh, dudes that don't read books and girls that don't read books. You know, books make them fall asleep. It gave them a depiction of that book. Um, so now they'll talk about, you know, even though they only seen the movie, um, they'll say, well, shit, you know, it's a book, too. Like they read it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, yeah, I don't I don't care who directed it as long as it uh, got you to uh, to the book, period. Cause the book is way different. Like, um, it yeah, ain't I heard. Amazing. But listen, if you ever read the book, it's some shit that they and uh, and that book that they can never put. I heard, I heard that uh, Mister was way worse in the book. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like um, if you can depict something accurate accurately regardless of your um of your ethnicity that just speaks volumes to the director in you right you know what i mean because you actually i mean you actually take the time out to actually study the person and understand you know what i'm saying and and do it in a tasteful way and not in a not disrespect and a not respect well, excuse me, and not it not be way. a disrespectful way, yeah. So, um, you know, and I mean, it's Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg is everything he touches is gold. Obviously, you know what I'm saying. So, he's um for the new one, he's a producer on it. He's not gonna direct it though. But um, but what do you feel about this controversy that it has sparked or re-sparked? Uh, a lot of these dudes, how can I say this without, because, like, I'm a man, so one thing I want to do is always big up men, and uh, sometimes men make mistakes, sometimes men are led the wrong way, and they have to be brought back um, another way, they got to do a full uh, 180 to understand that they are men, and there's certain things that they got to do, so I don't want to, like, totally disrespect to who I am. But at the same time, man, like, you dudes that are, like, really, like, tripping off of this and, and, and sparking this controversy, 
y'all some fucking closed-minded ass motherfuckers, like, especially in the black community, my nigga, like, first and foremost, this is one thing I always want to say, and, you know, I, I, I always have this alpha, uh, beta male shit, um, that I have these, uh, conversations with, with people. But it's some real beta shit when you think a movie is, is taking you down a step. Because as a man, you know, as, as a real man, you know that shit ain't you. Um, I was taught that young. Like, when I used to, like, get mad and get in the fights because motherfuckers said something, you know, the dopest thing about my mama used to say is, do you really do that? And I'd be like, no, ma'am. And she's like, why the fuck are you getting mad over? So I stopped getting mad over it. You know the niggas is getting mad over the shit? Because they really fucking be on that dumb shit. They really is Mr. So they got a problem with you trying to put out there that niggas shouldn't be Mr. no more. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? You niggas need to grow up. Like, this shit that I, I just don't understand it. Like, because I know, you know what I'm saying? Quote unquote, not you know what I'm saying, not um acting like uh my relationship is uh not equal uh, in our relationship. That's the only reason why we have a relationship because we are equal. But I understand as a man, as an alpha, this is what I do. I run certain shit. If you know you run certain shit without beating your bitch or talking bad to her, that is not a the color purple ain't a problem. To you. I agree. It's a you. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's a problem to you when now this shit is out in the air, motherfucker saying it's wrong, and now you try to plead your case. Like you can't, you can't plead your case. It's wrong. Even mm-hmm. niggas like me is telling you it's wrong, and you probably do more for your bitch than I do. But I'm gonna tell you that shit's still wrong, my nigga. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, I I just I was at a loss, um, cause I'm just like, really, y'all think that this is now le- adding like adding to the list of being against a black man? Okay. No, how about let's just be against Mister? Like, exactly. <laughs> not even, not only Mister, but Mister's upbringing. Let's, yeah. let, let's get into that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, um, this is what it's about. Um, from the book, from way in the 80s, it taught you about, and I ain't going to say male uh, uh, toxicity or any of that. Um, what I'm going to say is it taught you um, how the wrong upbringing can can change and, 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 and mold somebody a certain way. Um, if you read the book, and, or if you watch the old movie, like, Mr. was terrible. And as he got old, he tried to change his way because he realized it was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to downplay uh, the man for what it is. Sometimes we get it uh, we get it right there. Sometimes we get it later. Mr. realized it later that he was wrong. Yeah. So... Even in that, it, it's, it, it was changing, mister, in the book and in the movie. So if you can't recognize that as a man now, you just want to be, you, you stuck in your ways. You old, you, you 40-year-old mister. 
Stop being 40-year-old mister. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I'm definitely with you on that because it did, it did strike a nerve for a lot of, for a lot of men. And I was just like, I mean, mm, but yeah. You mad at that? And even the nigga in the movie grew up. Yeah. Like nobody talk about that. Nobody talk about how Mr. actually grew up in that movie. He was an old, old man, super old man, but he grew up. Yeah. He knew it wasn't about that shit. He eventually came around. Yeah. 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 He he eventually he eventually did. But of course nobody thinks about that. They think about all the BS that he did. That's it. There was the niggas that didn't watch the movie every fucking single day it came on TV like I did. So I seen the transition in Harpo. Like I seen all that the 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 movie was never browbeaten black man. Yeah. It was I, it was telling you about generational curses back then. It was they was that's just what they seen and that's what they thought they were supposed to do to their women. But the women that they loved, they changed for. That yeah. was the whole point and premise of that. Yeah. Now it took all of them a while. Mm-hmm. It took certain ones faster than the other ones. But it took all of them a while to understand and appreciate the woman that they had. That was what the shit was really based off of. It was based off of um, how we were uh, generationally uh, taught to disrespect the shit out of each other. Yeah. Yeah, because his dad was egging him on. So. And then he tried to do that shit with Harpo. <laughs> shit kind of backfired. Yeah. But, well, Harpo uh, wasn't with that shit. <laughs> Harpo yeah. loved this woman. Yeah, so. And he wasn't. He tried that shit one time with his woman, and his woman knocked the dog shit out of him. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, he kind of backfired, but yeah. <laughs> she went to his dad. If y'all ain't never seen the movie, iconic scene. Listen, this is the first time where I really, really respect that Oprah Winfrey. She stormed up to that man, and she told that man to his face. I love Harpo. Lord knows I do. But I'll kill him dead if he put his fucking hands on me. Yeah. He told that man Eddie that. She meant every piece of that, too. Yeah, people be sleep. Sidebar. People be sleep on Oprah and her acting skills. She can really act. Because she did good in The Butler. She did good on Greenleaf. Like, she can really act. But acting ain't nothing that's new to Oprah. Oprah had to act her whole life. She had to act to get what she was at. Facts. Facts. All right. So that's um the color purple. <clears throat> All right. So next up. <laughs> uh, we going to get into some fuck shit today. Uh, <laughs> uh Let's start with the light fuck shit. Okay, so Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> <laughs> Their reunion, uh, part one, um, just aired this past week. And um, they had the uncensored version on uh, Peacock. It was an extended uncensored, uncensored version than what they played on, on Bravo. Um, basically, 
what's been going on if you've been living under a rock is that like two of the two of the cast members are um a, a couple been a couple for years bought a house together everything well the guy cheated on the girl with the girl with the, one of the girl's closest friends they're all on the show the shit came out bless you the shit came out after they wrapped filming to where they had to go and do pickup scenes because when it hit the airwaves like it was like a big controversy they were trending for weeks on top of weeks being crazy right so this is the first time that the whole cast has come together in front of the cameras about this situation of course they're talking about other stuff that happened during the season but nobody cares about the season when this scandal is going on so the majority of part one was about the scandal um one of the guys on the show used to be um engaged to the mistress of this threesome (laughs) so him along with the scorned girlfriend and a couple other friends like cussed the dude out that cheated (laughs) they cussed him out something serious and i was here for every bit of the cuss words so what were your thoughts while you were watching (laughs) the reunion of vanderpump rules part one And then, like, let's not even do that. Like, 
me, even being a person I am, I'm like, okay, let's give the person the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. You know the first thing this fuck villain did, because this nigga's a villain. The first yeah. thing this nigga did is try to cry <laughs> on camera. <laughs> this nigga pushed every bit of his privilege within fucking 10 seconds of the show air. Because the chick that he cheated on his girl with is James Kennedy's ex-fiance. Exactly. And he helped him pay for the proposal. Sandoval is a different type of low. Exactly. Yeah. I've seen all that. Yeah. What I'm saying is, how in the fuck? I get it. You know, uh, not to be on no extra shit, but like, you know, if uh, I stopped fucking with Jasmine and a nigga I knew uh, start fucking with Jasmine, I would feel a certain way about that shit. But I wouldn't be on no, uh, I wouldn't be on no extra shit that this nigga was on. This nigga was on some real, I don't know where he from, but uh, he's where from he across from, the pond. that's gotta be some real, you said what? He from across the pond. Um, From across the pond, that's gotta be some real um, fuck boy shit, because he did a lot of talking and a lot of moving and really wasn't trying to get up to Sandoval. Because it's one thing, um, I'll, I already talked about how sinister this nigga's name is and what it could be. <laughs> um, the, the, the other thing I'm going to say about that is, um, because you grew up with the name Sandoval, you done fought a couple of niggas. <laughs> <laughs> this, James wouldn't have stood a chance. He wouldn't have stood a chance when that nigga said, you get up again and I'm going to knock you the fuck out, motherfucker. <laughs> I, I knew, and I knew Sandoval meant every last one of those words. Right, because you saw, <laughs> you saw him just sitting there because he was like, James, you're not going to touch me, dog. You can do all of this, and I'm going to give you that because I'm an asshole right now, but you're not going to touch yeah. me. Yeah. But James, when James told him he was a worm with a mustache, I fell out. Oh, I fell out. He was like, he's a worm with a mustache. <laughs> I didn't watch that so many times, dude. Like, <clears throat> a worm with a mustache. 
crazy shit. This is how you know these are um like you uh I remember when we uh first uh spoke about these niggas. These niggas came from nothing. You know, these niggas was poor. And yeah. and then, you know, ten years later they got a little something. Um they 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 probably still fuck up as far as business, but they got a little something. Mm-hmm. Um it cracked me up so much <laughs> that when these niggas was arguing over like Shit like that, you know, you a worm with a mustache. This motherfucker said, You've been rocking the same haircut for nine years, motherfucker. And he was like, Because it fits me. I was like, I said, what the, Why the fuck are we even having in the argument? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I don't never want to talk about white people that grew up in the struggle. Uh, Them white people that grew up in the struggle, they lost their way. Good, <laughs> they good. lost their motherfucking way. Oh my god! Oh my god! That shit that was shit so was funny. Crazy, man. That shit was so funny. And then <clears throat> what kills me is how uh, I saw somebody post something. Uh, I I saw it on Instagram, but it was a post from Twitter, and they was like, um, it was a clip from the reunion, and they was like, can we all um, agree that these other shows, these other shows are, uh, what did they say, are ghetto? And and I was just like, you know, me being a watcher of the other shows, this ain't nothing that I have to come to the collective and agree on. Like, I've been knowing this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the ones that come down on the black shows are the black people. You know what I'm saying? You don't really see too many other people coming down on the black shows. If anything, you see the others loving the black shows. But the yeah. the other shows have been ghetto. And, then I, and I had commented that, and then I also commented, because they said something about Andy Cohen, too. And I was just like, you know, <clears throat> the thing with Andy Cohen is, is that he like legit cusses at them, yells at them, all that yeah. stuff at the reunions, but he does not do that at the black ones, at the black shows. So y'all can say what y'all want about him, but he knows how to, he knows who to say that to and who not to. He know that it would be <laughs> hell to pay if he were to do that, pull that shit that he'd be pulling on New Jersey. If he were to, or Vanderpump rules, like, he wouldn't be able to pull that shit with the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Just imagine if he told Nene, just sit the fuck down. Right. I would be a mess. It would be an absolutely mess. All of them would have jumped. Yeah. It would be no show. It would be no show. Because even if they got the balls to air that shit, they would have killed him on Twitter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm like, he, the shit that he be doing to them other shows, because he legit, yeah, like, uh, New Jersey's reunion is about to start Tuesday. He le- He's in the trailer for the reunion yelling at them. So, yeah. Like, he doesn't do that with Potomac or Atlanta. But, <clears throat> as I digress. <laughs> he, got, he, got the, uh, he got the connection for the complexion. Feel me? Like, yeah. he know who to fuck with and who not to fuck with. Like, he's Absolutely. not going to do like I said. 
just imagine him yelling at Nene. Um, whoever sitting next to him gonna punch him in the face. Just cause, yeah, we were arguing back and forth with each other, but shit. When it comes down to any type of person that ain't a person of color, you ain't gonna try to get that shit up. Right, right. That's when that's when we gonna come together. We don't come together for nothing else. Yeah. We gonna come together and go against a white op. That's what we gonna do. So, yeah, but um. Don't talk to her that way, nigga. Who the fuck do you think you is? Man? Right, right. Don't put your ass down and host. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Like, nah, uh, uh-uh. they been walked off. It would be no more reunion. Like, the reunion would be one part, cause it would be no more. You yell at a you yell at a black lady one time. It's a wrap. I wouldn't do it in HR. Let me be sitting up in HR and somebody talking and one of the uh, the white director turned around and was like, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, nah, hell nah. Right. I'm, nigga, I'm going to lose my job two ways. Either I'm going to flash out on you or I'm going to just walk out. As a black man, I'm going to say, oh, I ain't going to fuck my career up like this. I'm going to just go ahead and leave and get fired because yeah. I ain't about to deal with that. Yeah. I had a situation at a job I had about like 13, 14 years ago. And I was new. I was like fresh out of training. <clears throat> and it, I probably was out of training probably like one or two weeks. And we sitting there and they had just got a new system and the owner was on the system. And he's just all of a sudden started yelling at this girl that was sitting close to him working and I watched the whole interaction go down because <clears throat> he's looking at the mainframe thinking that she ain't working but she was in fact working it's just the system whatever wasn't wasn't communicating or whatever it took everything in me to not walk out because who the fuck are you talking to at the end of the day who are you talking to <clears throat> yeah, and then like my friend, he was sitting next to me. And he was just like, he was just like, Lindsay, you got bills, you got that car out there, you got rent, you got. And I'm like, it literally took everything in me, cause he he was trying to make excuses for. I was like, ain't no fucking excuse. You don't yell at nobody. What? Who the fuck he think he is? Then he was like, well, he knows her. He paid for her cousin funeral. I said, I don't give a fuck about none of that. You don't, they don't give yeah. you a license to yell at your employees. The fuck? <clears throat> then. Even if that was, if they was close like that, like. Right. Um, the, the, not even the business person, but like the real person that's in you, will take you to the side and tell you like, why you ain't working? So they can explain to you what was going on. Right. Like, it, it, it would never be no situation like that. And when I say that, I just, I be meaning that for everybody. Like, um, not only just uh, our black women, but our black men or um, any person of color. Like, y'all, like, step up uh, for that shit. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, like, only reason why I can tell y'all that is because I know I've been through that. It was a situation with me where uh, we had a principal. And this principal, um, although she was half black, like, no lie, she was half black, um, she came down and she talked to one of our parents very disrespectfully where um, he was trying to plead his case and she was like, uh, you need to be quiet right now. You don't say nothing in front of me. You let me talk all this in front of the whole floor. 
Mm. Like in front of kids and all that. And uh, me and my support team, we all went to her and, and let her know. We didn't do it right then and there, but we went to her office and let her know that ain't the thing to do. Like, right. you can't do that. Like, at the end of the day, man, we all supposed to be on the on, on the exact same team. If these kids see us flawed, then they going to act a fool. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you can't never show that type of shit. Like, we was really being that calm with her, and we told her, like, all of us really guarantee you right there, like, if you continue to do that, we'll all walk. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll leave. Like, that ain't what we trying to represent. And, yeah. Uh, I ain't going to say she changed up because she left two weeks later. Yeah. You know, it was one of them she couldn't handle that. But, right. you know, it's one of them, you got to you gotta stick up for your team. And so, um, it's, uh, uh, to make a long story short, yeah, he wouldn't do that to none of us because we stick up for the team. Right, right, <clears throat> right. Yeah, that's some crazy stuff. And these these people, they just be really thinking, thinking that they can just talk to anybody any old kind of way, and that that just ain't the case, especially not nowadays. Yeah. But but yeah, but back back to Vanderpump rules. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a crazy rap. It kind of yeah. went down here. Kind of went like on some. You know, take yeah, real yourself, serious. Empower yeah. yourself as black people or people of color. Right, right, <laughs> right. We mean that shit with everything. Right, with everything we saying, we mean that shit. We totally mean that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just funny that that's the that's the left that we got out of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, right. Because that is yeah, the no, ish we talk, and that's what we do here. You know, so <laughs> so um. Was there any other takeaways from the reunion? Um, I didn't, I, I just can't wait for the uh for the one chick to come out. Uh, uh Raquel, Rachel, Raquel. whatever the hell they want to call her this week. Whatever that lady name is, I can't wait for her to come out because you know she sit out and they was the whole time they were saying that they were saying that um the villain Sandoval is. <laughs> It's already pre-games her to come in here and just lie to everybody. Um, I, I just a shout out to Sandoval, like, dude. Not only are you you named what your name, like, <laughs> but you actually live up. Not only do you actually <laughs> live up to that name, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm no homo. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Um, I was watching clips of you on this reunion. Sandoval, you bossed up so tough. <laughs> you really fucking bossed up, man. You are a real villain, my nigga. <laughs> you bossed up like a motherfucker. Man, I'm just, I was just like outdone. Just like within the first couple minutes, they was on his head. They were so sick of his shit. And low key, he probably saved the whole show, cause they, a, a lot of people were saying that that show needs to be over before this shit hit. That's the whole thing about what uh, what nobody is um, paying attention to. This nigga is a real fucking life super villain. This <laughs> nigga has bossed up even while failing. Not even in a relationship. That's just in life. This nigga is failing. <laughs> and he's able to boss the fuck up 
on top. He's busting up so much that he decides to fail in his own fucking marriage. And and he is winning. He's he's winning hand over fist on that shit. Yeah, yeah. Because they said... Cause he had he has a bar him and the other Tom on the show, yeah. they have a bar and they said that they after this whole scandal or whatever they may have had like a slight decline in the beginning but then business took off from there. So yes, you're right. He probably saved the show, and he's getting money hand over fist with his bar. You know, so. You gotta get it. Think about. It. Even in the reunion, when he posted up, you know, that uh, somebody wrote uh, F. Sandoval on on the mirror. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Views, that shit got him and all his social media. Right. Right. Like, like, man, he don't give a fuck how y'all think. He's just going to play up the role of being an actor. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. He don't give a fuck. Yeah. That nigga is winning. He really is. He really, all of them really are for real, for real. Because That's why when the old lady was telling her like, "You gonna stop fucking with me as a friend just because I keep saying the as a business partner?" Like she really was like, "Snake a good business, <laughs> <laughs> snake a good business." Right. Like man, come on, man. I've been able to live the life of luxury. <laughs> right, but like, like fuck that. But uh, but Ariana clean that shit up though. <laughs> she cleaned that shit up. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the crazy part because I think it may have been like season three reunion. That was back when the whole situation happened between him, Ariana, and his girlfriend, Kristen. Like, Kristen had to walk off the set. Because Sandoval Ariana was sitting up there all hugged up in her face. And then when she came back, she was just like, dang, can y'all at least not do that? And they're like, what? What? What are we doing? I don't... Like, y'all know exactly what she's talking about. And the least, the the very least y'all can do is sit up here and not touch. Damn. Like, y'all sitting on bar stools. It ain't like y'all on love seats. But, yeah. Yeah, so this is a pattern, and a lot of people are telling Ariana, you know, you this is your payback because of what you did to Kristen, so I don't give a fuck about Kristen. She's a racist anyway, but allegedly, but that's what she got fired for off the show, so yeah, I don't give a fuck about her, but still. That's, Either way it goes. Yeah. This is... Uh, white people being as ghetto as possible. <laughs> right. They are so ghetto. The ghetto. The ghetto. Alright, so. <laughs> it don't matter how much money they got, man. You can't take where they from away from. No. And they from obscurity. <laughs> right, so. Can't wait for uh, Reunion Part 2. And, you know, Bravo people. Uh let's continue to have these reunions have an uncensored version on Peacock because that was everything and more. 
I haven't even watched the Bravo version because it's gonna be nothing but beep 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 beep. beep. Like it's gonna be nothing but that. So I don't even want to attempt to watch that. But um, anyway, I I I, I love hearing I love hearing stand up again. I'm gonna knock you the fuck out, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love right. hearing that because he didn't he didn't even look at him. He just he just his fucking shirt. Like, right. <laughs> Security. It was Andy and a producer. <laughs> That's it. That's the crazy part about it. It was no security. But what killed me? And Sandoval didn't get out of seat. No. Sandoval didn't stand up not one time. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. It was, it James, was James. Going out of seat. Yeah. It was. But what was killing because me? Sandoval knew. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It would. It would have went down if Sandoval stood up. But Sandoval, no, he's he's just a gutter. He's just a gutter snipe. So all this tongue lashing, that's the least that he can get, you know? But what was killing me was how James was putting so many cuss words together that you ain't never heard together. <laughs> he was just like, that man was flustered. <laughs> He was like, hey, pussy man, bitch. Like, what? Not from America. They do that. That's Anybody from over the pond, they always stack the one on the two on the two. <laughs> like, when they get to cussing, they do. They cuss you out three times before they say anything else. So they'll be like, you fucking bitch ass, bloody cunt, motherfucker, <laughs> piece of shit, goddamn coward. You like, what the damn? Like, I'm all, that. I'm all that. Right. <laughs> I just owe you $20. I only owe you $20. Let's go to the ATM. You were tripping. <laughs> you were tripping. Like, dang. Well, I know better not to uh, borrow that $20 from you no more if it got to be like that. God damn. God damn. You needed that bad nigga you shouldn't have never gave it to me. <laughs> This is my close up. I am ready. Let's go. Huh. That shit was hilarious. But yeah. So, enough with Vanderpump rules. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the man. Shout out to Sandoval. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I'm not even gonna lie. You and my version. Because you're a 42-year-old man on reality TV. You are my version of a super villain. And yeah. I, I, I root for you. So. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, next up is um, Denea Jackson. Um, if anybody doesn't know that name, that is the self-entitled relationship guru. Um, Derek Jackson's estranged wife. Hold up. Okay. Let me answer this door because yeah, we gonna talk about this. All right. <laughs> so um, 
yeah, while he gonna answer the door, let me go on ahead and continue the intro. So, um, yeah, so we have this um self-proclaimed relationship guru Derek Jackson. Um, he came, he um rose to fame in social media giving relationship advice, um, <clears throat> and speaking out against like I guess bro code is what you would call it. Um his wife, a strange wife, um, because they're getting a divorce, um, she spoke out for the first time in an interview on the Dear Future Future Wifey podcast. Um, it was a two part interview that she did. Excuse me, that just came out that both parts just came out this past week and um she spoke on a lot of things in her relationship with Derek. Um, so yeah. Where where do you want to start first with this? Because there's a lot of there's a there's a lot to this. Um uh, yeah. Uh first of all, I'm gonna start off with I fucking told y'all so. Wait, hold on. Glenn, Glenn is asking. She's calling herself a relationship guru now. Ain't that some shit? No. She's not calling no. herself a relationship guru. I said the self-proclaimed um, relationship guru, Derek Jackson. This is his estranged wife. So, just to clear that up. But go ahead. Yeah. Clear that up. But again, uh, to rewind what I just said, I told y'all so. I told y'all many, many episodes ago that Derek Jackson was a piece of shit of a dude. Um, I explained to y'all, and it's funny because I should have did this on YouTube a long time ago because we'd have been compared, uh, competitors and then I would have blew him out the water. Um, I told y'all a long time ago that a man doesn't shoot himself down while bending up a woman. And that's what he was doing. Although he was saying other black men and other day, he was he was shooting down his persona of what a black male is. Then I told y'all a long time ago this shit was gonna backfire and that nigga is probably on some dirty shit. I I used to tell uh women, I ain't gonna say bitches cause um I, I lost uh, a, a cool friend for uh for talking about uh, Derek uh, Jackson, and I hope she, and whenever I see her again, she'll be like, "Damn, you was right." But she'll block me and everything from social media because of what I said about uh, Derek Jackson. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, he had made he had made y'all a bunch of false uh, promises, and I told y'all uh, a nigga that sits in his car and talk about his own self and and, and talk and, and talk bad about dudes um, is probably not in his own car. He probably in the bitch he fucking car. I said that shit a long time ago. And now I'm coming to fruition. This nigga was whole cheating on his bitch or his wife or his baby mama or whoever you want to call him. But That's I call this shit out here. That's an understatement. Man, so... The thing about that is, even though I said that it fell on deaf ears and then the shit came out, and uh, 
not only are some of y'all weird, some of y'all are just outright stupid because this shit came out and not only did it came, uh, come out, this, this this nigga was able to capitalize again by sitting this woman out here like that um, when, you know, everybody's seen the bonnet issue um, and then make a three-part series about a cheap man's heart and make money off of it because half of you bitches was still riding with this nigga. Uh, I feel sorry for this uh, this woman because um, in that interview, I understand that she, she really still legitimately has love for this man that has caused her so much pain. Yeah. Uh, I I hate I I hate and I love I love that she was so strong um that she didn't break down but I hate that um I know behind closed doors she secretly is beating herself to death because she is really trying to shake off who is Derek Jackson. Maybe not because she's in therapy. Therapy don't help for everything. Therapy don't help for everything. But I feel like I feel like it's helped her. It helped her get to this point where she could talk about it and have humor within it. You know what I mean? Right. It helped her to this point. Yeah. But it's the shit we don't see. It's the shit that, you know what I'm saying, we don't see as far as, and I hate to uh, paint a decrepit picture like this, but it's the shit we don't see. It's the shit that, you know, you wake up at night and you don't have nobody holding it's the uh, uh, right now how she's doing, uh, do everything that she's doing, and, and wake up and make her kids breakfast and do all the things, and and, and nobody being there. Which uh, it's those. Uh, I hate to be vulgar at this at this time, and I'm gonna keep it real, but because I, I just want to be legit. It's that those times when you hear that uh, you hear that heartbeat in your, in your pussy, and nobody is there in the bed. You know. Uh, those things, um, and those two-part interviews, those are the things that I really um, took heed to paying attention to um, because she was talking and she was saying a lot of things, but I was looking at the inner shit. Like, she was like, you know, it's hard, and it's, you know what I'm saying, it's a difficult process. And I'm like, yeah, because all that is a process. Like, yeah, I can move on, and I can have these grief therapists, and I can do... Um, I can do all this shit that they tell me to do, but those those intimate things right there, those uh, especially this small times where you see your kids um, accomplish something and you're just doing it alone because this nigga want to fuck with a, a, a dark skinned bitch and a quote unquote to you, you ain't dark skinned. Like if that shit's gonna, I, I know that shit still affects me. You're probably right about that. Um, Glenn says, am I the only one that caught that Bobby Womack quote, LOL, it get cold at night? <laughs> I mean, listen, I said what I said, I mean what I, uh, and I mean what I say. yeah, I was, when I said that, I, in my head, many shovels go through my head when I'm talking to you, yes. I, I thought about that, but I thought about the KC version, but thank you. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, um, what stood out to me 
the most. Um, that was kind of heartbreaking. And I also totally understand um, what she was saying and where she was coming from was the whole, <clears throat> I knew these women's bodies more than I knew my own. That that was heartbreaking to hear, um, cause she basically, you know, was uh, checking his, you know, electronics, watching sex tapes that he was making on his phone and stuff like that of these other women, and she would study them and try to do the things that they were doing in the video when she had her encounters with her man, and. That was horrible. Like the the psychological fuck that that is. That's pretty bad. You're not even thinking about yourself at that at at that point. You know what I mean? Like you can do better. You deserve better. All that you're just trying to figure out how you can conform to what you think he likes with these other women. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah. That was a uh, that was terrible. Um, yeah. Uh, only thing I gotta say about that is you understand the fuck nigga that Dave Jackson is his whole fucking life, y'all. Yo. I keep. I, I'm sorry to um get back on my <laughs> elaborate bullshit, but damn, listen, this nigga was so bold in his life. With the woman that he had. <clears throat> that nigga didn't even put his sex videos in a secret file. <laughs> she was just pulling this shit up on his phone. Just like, yeah. This nigga, this nigga's stupid as fuck, man. This, I don't think he was dude, stupid. I think I think he just didn't care. Excuse me. You know what I mean? Like, he was taking her for granted and just didn't care what what the outcome would be because at the end of the day, she was going to be with him. Because I low-key think he left her. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. Yeah. She said that. Yeah. She said that. He don't want to for the Yeah, so she wasn't going to leave him, and he know that. He could have did... He could have continued to do whatever the fuck he was doing, and she would still be there. So he don't care. Yeah. Like, he don't care. <clears throat> she was letting that man cheat in peace. I didn't understand the whole uh now I never that's why I said I feel bad for her because you could tell she still got love for him. Like if that nigga told her right now he'll stop all this shit and be with her, she'll jump right back on his nigga dick. Absolutely. That's you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? That was the thing I was looking at, like, damn, that's that's kind of that. That's just heartbroken for somebody to be that fucked up. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, when she when she told her background, you know what I'm saying? She come from Denver, and then she went to Tuskegee, so it was like a a culture shock. Like, yeah, there's a sprinkle or two of black people in Denver, but it ain't nothing like going to Tuskegee. You know what I mean? So, <clears throat> and then she got this athlete that she's you know, having these dealings with. So she really like thinking that she's like really caught one. And he's like the biggest fuckboy of them all. But she can't get over the fact that she really feel like she caught one. 
And it, right. well, you and know, however she got them. Whatever piece of them that she got, she got them. And that's what, that's the thing that bothers me. It's like, damn, you didn't even check to do this, uh, check this nigga's stats. This nigga had a horrible football career. This nigga wasn't a star. You was just you was just a member of the band team, and so you figured you caught an athlete. This nigga ain't the star. Did you, did you ever notice, like, at the end of the game, every time y'all took pictures, his fucking jersey was clean as fuck? <laughs> that nigga didn't get out there to play. Right. He must have sweat or nothing. Right. Like. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like, man, I, I, it's like, yeah, you got to stop living that. Like, you got you to gotta let that ride. Like. Shit, I ain't, I don't, you know, I don't want no parts of you, lady. Like, none of that. But if I was ever in your presence, I would just be like, um, you keep on talking about he was, a, he was this beautiful ass athlete. Let's, let's pull up his stats. He's let's pull him up. Let's pull nigga him up. Like, played. he was not, he was not even attractive back then. <laughs> like a beautiful athlete, he was not. But she was also a member of the band. But you know so, the band, the band gets more, the band gets more play than I would say the athlete does at a um, HBCU. It does, but you got to think the um, the uh, I guess uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, no, the confident people in the band does, not right. the ones like her. Right. Right. Right, but yeah, yeah. The whole si- the whole situation is sad. Like I'm glad that she's overcoming it. Um, she's still in the process. She's definitely still in the process, but she's a um. Outside of the outside of the Jesus stuff, she's very relatable. Cause you know, like just it was yeah. just a few months ago she was trying to burn us to damnation, but um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, like she, she's um, she's charismatic, you know, she has a sense of humor, but I just I just wish the best for her, you know, cause it's a really sad situation. I just wish that she um can overcome, you know. That's it. it, it. It's a sad situation, and I, I, I can guarantee, you know, she's going to find peace. Right? You know, regardless of what she believe in, any religion or any of that, I know she's going to find peace. The thing is, uh, when she finds peace and solitude, um, it's actually going and that's just my opinion. It's actually just going to be her by herself. And that's sad because um, uh, she, uh, she sounds like a woman that would have been a real ride or die for somebody that was really down for her. Mm-hmm. I agree. But, I mean, it, she probably still can be that. She just, she needs to get to the other side of the situation. You know? It's going to take it's, it's going to take a minute, but she got to get to the other side of this situation, because this situation is fucked up and, like, I didn't realize that I followed Derrick Jackson, but I do. I probably started following him when all that controversy hit. But um, I went to his page, and now he's like 
doing all these videos in the gym and all this type of stuff. So I was trying to see if he changed his whole, um, his whole like platform. And there's a lot of gym videos. Like he's gotten pretty big since all this happened, but yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't look like he's changed it too much, but he's but it's a little change with all the fitness videos. But I just be curious to see how are they how are they making their money now? Cause I mean, he made a bag on top of a bag on top of a bag playing on people's uh on people like really wanting like a relationship and needing answers on why shit didn't work out and all that type of stuff you know man he was giving people the wrong advice nigga you don't never listen to nobody who is bigger than a fucking seat that he did <laughs> like this he'll look at the camera and he'll be like hey check this out lady you know I know you're an independent woman and I know you like things for yourself and if a man ain't able to Come in there and, and help you out. You know, he see you ain't got furniture. Go ahead and buy that couch for you. You know, that ain't a man you need. If a man come in and he see you making uh, dinner off a hot plate, you know, and uh, and your baby daddy's in the next room uh, sleep because you can't you can't kick him out because your uh, his name's on the lease. You supposed to buy that bitch a fucking uh, a stove, man. Make her cook your and uh, your meal and his meal on the stove. If you can't do that, you ain't a real nigga. This is the type of shit you was hearing from this dude. Yeah, I think the thing that I think the thing that like was really like boiling people, um, boiling people's waters <laughs> when it came to Derek Jackson and and the male population was that he was telling cheat codes. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think. So. I think I think he was like, you know, going against the going against the collective. And I think that's what a lot of people were pissed off about. But he, but the part the the part that threw everybody off was that he was part of the collective. He was telling them. <laughs> I told her. I, I see. That's the thing. I think the majority of uh, of people um, believed how you believed, and then didn't understand when I was telling them. Like this nigga is, if this nigga is telling you this shit, it's because this the shit this nigga be on. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think people realize when I was like, man, this dude is a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Like I said, I lo- I, I lost somebody. Like they was just like. You're not gonna disrespect anybody that tries to uplift me as a woman, and all this whole extra and block me. Mm-hmm. And now that's a diehard. That's a diehard. Yeah, she taping for somebody she don't even know, and he was a straight fraud. That's and that was the crazy. thing. It was just like when I seen that, and I seen how she acted. I was just like, oh shit! And then when the shit backfired, like I said right now. I would never, like, try to add you as a friend again. But if you add me as a friend again and try to do any of that, nigga, you got to apologize for that type of shit. Yeah, a conversation needs to be had. Because if you're going to be that sensitive over somebody that you don't know, 
just imagine what you're going to be sensitive about in the future. Then we're going to go through this all over again. Mm-mm. No, yeah, a conversation definitely needs to be had. But, um, but yeah, so that's um, Danaya Jackson. So, um, moving on from her, uh, I hate that it, it feels like we're doing this, like, damn near every episode now, but, um, we do have to send out our condolences to the family of Tina Turner. Um, this past week she did pass away at the age of 83, um, she was an icon, a legend, all the above. Um, there has been now she I mean, she's come here to um do concerts and stuff. But outside of like performing, I don't think she has any other ties to Kansas City. However, I have seen two billboards dedicated to her on I seventy alone. So that's how much of an impact she just has, you know, that immediately they was like, we got to pay tribute. I out of all these people that have passed away, especially recently, I haven't seen that. So, um, yeah, rest in peace to Tina. You have any words? You said you wasn't gonna hit me no more. I um. You try to be serious. I love Tina, man. <laughs> I love Tina. Tina um. Tina was an icon. Tina was um. She started off in what the sixties. I think so. I think you're right. I think it was, yeah, I think it was the sixties. Um. She went through uh, being in a band to getting her ass beat to being by herself to insuring her legs for a million dollars. Tina Turner is uh, what she was, an icon living. Now she is an icon that is uh, on her next journey in life. And you got to respect everything that she she accomplished and what she's been through and um, what she represents presented as far as strength and uh, a black woman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I only said that, yeah, the the only joke I had to say was in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course, um, what's love got to do with it? is um a movie about her life with her ex-husband ike turner um i think i speak for a lot of people when i say that although unfortunate although we as um, a podcast as a whole do not condone the situations that occurred within her marriage and that movie However, that movie has become a comedy at this point. So, there are so many quotables out of that movie. What comes to your head? Just off the top. Off the top, um, 
man, it's something I always say. When, uh, <laughs> when <laughs> Tina was bossing up, and then nigga Ike out her, and she was like, God damn it, Tina, I didn't, I didn't got off the, uh, the narcotics. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a straight man. <laughs> that, was, that was always iconic to me. I don't know why. But he was trying to build his way back to the top. He had to tell her, I've got off the narcotics. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to get on. Right. <laughs> oh, that man. was, that was one of my the best things about that shit to me. Yeah, I tell you, um, off the top, I, I'm trying to help Ike. You trying to help Ike? Like, that just sends me every time. And then, you know, one of the million times I've seen this movie, because, like, like I've, I've said this before, you know, uh, as a kid, I didn't go see kid movies. I would see adult movies. What's Love Got to Do With It was one of the adult movies I saw. Um, so I've been watching this since it was in the theaters for the past 30 years. And it was probably like about like 10 or so years ago, maybe 15, give or take. I was watching it one time and the part when they was in the car together after she left him. And then when she got that car and slammed that door and the window shattered, and he was like, well, yeah. why, why would you do that? I mean, it's a fine automobile. I never <laughs> caught that until then. And when I tell you I died, once I caught that, I've been saying that ever since. It's a fine automobile. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's precious gems about that movie. Like, it really people, is. I caught that because I watched that movie a lot. So I caught yeah. that. Anybody like me that they cop that shit, or you, they be like, hell yeah, like, like the narcotic shit, like, no, a lot of people ain't gonna keep that shit, mm-hmm. you know, everybody gonna always mention the eat the cake shit, or the, yeah. uh, the mean when you, uh, turning around, like, nah, like, this movie was, uh, this, one of the, uh, the best parts about the movie that a lot of people don't even get is in the beginning, when Tina was out shining everybody in the church. And she got kicked out. Yep. Yep. In Nutbush, Tennessee. Man. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's certain things about that movie um, for me because I knew uh, the icon that uh, Tina was already. My mother loved Tina Turner. Like, Tina Turner, like, regardless of any of my mother or anybody in my family, like, Tina Turner and, and... when that movie came out in the nineties, she was uh, she was already a legend. Mm-hmm. That's that's one thousand percent true, one thousand percent true. Um, but yeah, <sighs> yeah. And she uh she had cancer too. So, and a question was asked, which I thought about too, but I don't know the answer. Um. Remember a couple years ago when she sold the majority of her um of her um her state her estate mm-hmm. um the question that was asked was did she know that she had cancer and I was like you know I thought about that too but that's a great question and I don't know the answer 
So I wonder if that I mean, was one of her reasons. She said what? Yeah. I mean, I it's mean, possible. The whole thing of the is when, like, um, when you're Tina Turner's age and um, you live past everybody that you uh you ever done business with or even hung with in general uh like yeah cancer ain't a uh cancer ain't a a death sentence cancer is just a way out and i don't want to say it like that because i'm not condemning nobody uh or saying um anybody prepare yourself if they got cancer because i know that's a crazy disease but um i knew a guy that was uh 79 years old and they told him he had cancer like, all right, like, cause he wouldn't, he said he wasn't going to do no treatment. He was like, why am I going to do treatment? I'm 79 years old. Like, I ain't about to be in this motherfucker trying to shit on a, in a bag. Like, yeah. I'm just, just, he just rocked like he rocked. And the crazy part about it is this nigga still alive to this day. That yeah. shit was like 13 years ago. And that nigga didn't do no treatment. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, like my grandma, um, she had she had cancer before I was born and got rid of it. But then she got re-diagnosed with a different type of cancer in her nineties. So and that ain't and she didn't she didn't have no surgery or no treatment or anything, but that ain't even what took her out. It was something unrelated, you know. So right. yeah. It's something about them old schools, like I said, because he's like 90-something now. He's still around and doing whatever. If they told him right now and he had a different type of cancer, that shit wouldn't change him not one bit. Like, at this point, it's like, if it take me out, it take me out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I ain't about to fight shit. Like, at this time, I'm 91 years old. Like, it ain't like I can get out here and, like, um, not saying 91-year-old people ain't amazing. Um but it ain't like he can get out here and, like, join the Olympic team. He don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. He done lived a life way better than all of them. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. Yeah, but like I said, I didn't, I don't know if that was, I mean, I guess that wouldn't be something that we, the public would know. You know, unless her family made it, made it known. But it could have been a reason. It could have been. It could have yeah, been a reason. Like, sold all that shit and, and lived their life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Kept just enough to you know pass on to her kid or kids and grandkids. I know one of them has passed away, but um, but yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, but like I said, rest in peace to her. Um, now with um, us honoring her, our fucked up song of the podcast is by her. Um, it's the iconic song, um, that was the name of the movie. What's love got to do with it? So, uh, yeah, let me pull it up. Uh, I'm still here. I'm just looking for my phone. Yeah. What's love got to do? Got to do with it. With it. 
not that one, but <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's what's love got to do with it. So verse one, <clears throat> you must understand, oh, the touch of your hand makes my pulse react. That it's only the thrill, oh boy, of boy meeting girl, opposites attract. It's physical, only logical. You must try to ignore that it means more than that. Oh, what's love got to do, got to do with it? What's love but a secondhand emotion? What's love got to do, got to do with it? Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? Verse 2. It may seem to you that I'm acting confused when you're close to me. If I tend to look dazed, I've read it someplace. I've got cause to be. There's a name for it. There's a phrase that fits. But whatever the reason, you do it to me. Oh, then the chorus. Then what's love got to do? Got to do with it. What's love but a secondhand emotion? What's love got to do? Got to do with it. Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? Yeah. Yeah. Then we have Sorry. the bridge. No, you good. Then we have the bridge. Um, I've been taking on a new direction, but I have to say, I've been thinking about my own protection. It scares me to feel this way. Oh, what's love got to do? Got to do with it? Hey. What's love but a secondhand emotion? Secondhand emotion. What's love got to do, got to do with it? Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? Can be broken. So that is, uh, what's love got to do with it? What are your thoughts? We were, unbeknownst to us as children, because we never knew what was going on when uh, Tina was going through our um, Unbeknownst to us, Tina was um, finally separating from uh, Ike Turner and getting the fuck out of the white man. She and she wouldn't put no fucking uh, feelings in that shit. She was just fucking and getting that bread. And I respect you for that, Tina. Um, I respect you not only for the fact that I know you was doing that, but you actually put it in the song. But, you know, I, I no, I'm I, I want to say I'm above conscious when it comes to uh, uh, reading these lyrics when they was from the 70s and 80s because I'd be like, nigga, y'all was on the same shit we was on. Y'all just was wording it differently. Um, yeah, so shout out to you uh, stating that out there and actually doing that shit. Like, yeah, you ran through a lot of these white famous folks. You kept it intact. You found one more white dude that you liked and married, but you ran through a couple of them before that. And after. Yeah, she probably, after all that shit I put her through, she probably was like, fuck 
all of them. <laughs> so. Listen, after I, you mm-hmm. never seen Tina around nobody but a white dude. After I, she stopped doing black music. Like <laughs> she said, "Fuck all of them." Right? She said, "Fuck all of them." And she left the country. She was like, no ma'am. Do you know, if you look her up on Google now, they call her a Swiss artist. I want to say it's Swiss. Yeah, because she, because you know, she was living in Switzerland. But if I'm not mistaken, let me, let me pull it up. Yeah, a Swiss singer. That's what they're calling her. Swiss singer. Wow. Yep, Tina wow. Turner was an American-born Swiss singer, known as the Queen of Rock and Roll. Wow. Mm-hmm. So she went from Queen of Rock and Roll to a Swiss singer. I don't, I don't understand how you can be called a Swiss singer just because you moved over there. Like, I, I don't either. Yeah, Dude, like she got songs. And not that I'm aware of. And she got. If she got songs like like if she got that shit, I'm sorry to ruin your fucking language, but I don't know how to speak out. Um, like, do she got that type of shit? I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it very seriously. But. You know? Again, I'm sorry for ruining y'all language. I know that's not how y'all sound. I just don't know how to speak um, uh, Dutch, German, or whatever it is. Yeah. Dutch. Yeah. I don't know how to speak Dutch. And it probably was rough. I heard Dutch is rough. I, I, I don't know. I heard Duke and Dorgan type of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for brutalizing y'all like that. I do not speak y'all like that. You can correct me. I am one of them people. I'm not going to um, hold it against you. I'm going to apologize right now because I don't know y'all language. So I hate, I, I'm sorry that I'm brutalizing y'all shit. Man. Okay. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, so that was uh, Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? Did you even get to say how you feel? <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's sad that one will have that ideology of who needs a heart when a heart can be broken. But I feel totally different than I did 30 years ago when the movie came out. So I can completely understand where she's coming from. Yeah. So I, I, I definitely get it. And I definitely get why one would say that. But I'm going to still keep hope alive. You got to. You yeah. got to keep hope alive. But, you know, if you run into a bunch of uh, millionaire uh, Jewish folks and they want to um, and they want to turn this podcast into something special and a couple of them niggas just catch your eye, man. Feel free to fuck them. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I ain't gonna knock you for it. Damn. Just gonna hit me out. 
ain't that nothing gonna no, pit me out no, for the betterment I'm of saying, the podcast? I'm, I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying it ain't got nothing to do with the podcast. I'm just saying you're just growing as a person. You're just growing as a person. And I'm just having to be uh, a part of the spoils of you growing as a person. I'm just saying go and let it happen. It's a cold I'm world, right boy. behind you and I'm blue for you and I ain't gonna let nobody talk about you on my mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a cold world, boy. It's a cold world. Speaking of uh, this song in general, uh-huh. another fun fact about it. Um, shout out to Living Color for uh, capitalizing on this song when the movie came out. Because I remember they did a spoof of this, and it was what's love got to do, got to do with it. And the instead of who needs a heart, um, it was uh, it was who needs a lip when a lip can't be broken. Like swear to God, <laughs> shit was the funniest shit I ever heard in my life as a kid. Like I died laughing, like. Oh my god, now I gotta go oh, look it up. Hold on. Because you don't break the lip, you just bust the lip. Right. So who needs a lip? <laughs> who needs a lip when a lip can't be broken? A <laughs> <laughs> lip and color was so superior ahead of his time. Right. right. Oh my god, this hold shit on. was so fucking funny to me. Oh shit my god. It was amazingly funny to me. Oh my god! Like, for real. Like, I, and I thought about that as a kid. I was like, "Damn!" Oh, they got who needs a lip. A whole when series. When a lip can't be broken. Yeah. They got a whole series of. Oh lord! All right. <laughs> Ike strikes back. Wow. And best of Ike, wow, it's 11 minutes. Best of Ike Turner and Joe Jackson. And then Mad TV got in on it. Mad TV got in on somehow Ike Turner delivers pizza to Tina. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) All right. So. And like. So why are we even discussing shit about uh and I hate and this is gonna be a left, but why are we even discussing shit about uh Blueface and uh and Krishan because nigga, um uh, the generation above us lived this same shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I don't see an end to domestic violence anytime soon. So no. Uh, and that's oh man, that's the hard lesson. Yeah, I mean that's just that's what it is. That's what it is. People don't, people can't um, resolve their issues without putting hands on one another. Um, and you know, <clears throat> it, it's. A, I blame it on. A, I, I blame it on a lot of our upbringing. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Yeah, it's generational. Yeah. yeah that can be. Even even that even that boy that lived with his daddy, if his daddy was a sucker and he didn't try to teach him nothing, mm-hmm. then that nigga learned a lot from uh, a lot of people around him and a lot of people around him because his daddy was if you if you continuously hang out with a sucker, 
you a sucker too and you make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it like that, but like I I, I just can't I, I gotta be remiss on, on on myself. When I feel like I wouldn't uh I wasn't the nigga that's supposed to be around my niggas, I got the fuck out of there. So I figured out a way. I would never just stand there on sucker ass shit. Yeah. 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 And unfortunately people don't think like you. Yeah, but but yeah, but but bringing it back, that was um, <laughs> that was Tina yeah, Turner. <laughs> What's love got to do with it? Um, I don't have any final thoughts. So Jerry's final thoughts, take it away. Jerry's final thoughts. Um, one I want to touch on, like uh, as you said, it seems like we've been doing this every uh week now. Excuse. Giving our uh, our icons that generations of us had from our great grandmas to our, um, to ourselves to uh, even some of our children are leaving us. That's heavy, and uh, that's been happening for uh, shit since uh, uh, 2022 for uh, me and Lindsay as far as this podcast. Um, but I want what I want to say is adaptability. We gotta learn to uh, adapt from that. We gotta learn to uh, take these teachings that we learned, um, uh, take those trials and tribulations that we uh, seen these people go through, and we need to learn to adapt and adjust to those in order to be um, great icons, uh, great kings and queens uh, like these people represented. So, amongst all the BS that we go through, again, we have to learn to be adaptable. So, uh, we can handle certain shit and we can be the greatest that we can become because we have seen that happen to not only people that uh, we are close to, but people that our grandparents were. Learn from your elders and uh, gain the wisdom so you can teach the young folks. And as always, take care of yourself and others. Thank you for that. And this was episode 81 of The Ish We Talk. And we will see you guys on episode 82. Bye. Exactly.